0: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan
1: network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So the only thing left to say is you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: From Blint to Philadelphia, from Hollywell to Hollywood. Rob Ryan Red is a brand new Wrexham AFC fans podcast by Nathan Salt and Richard Fay. Now, maybe you're well versed in Wrexham history, or maybe you're new here. So here's a few things to jog your memory. Here is Vose.
1: Great dribble by Don Vose. And still, Vose. He gets past another! Oh, what a goal! Don Vose! All the goals of the season. He has toyed with the defence there. And that is remarkable. The Buller boys getting involved. Cologenics, Jennings, the captain, Wrexham's top goal scorer. 13 for the season. 14! Rexham lead! It's Rexham 1! Oh, Chester It's McDonough for Rexham! Still Jerry McDonough! There's Pank currently in! McDonough round the keeper! Rexham! Rexham! to the lead, ladies! If yesterday was a Black Friday, then today is a Red Saturday! hello, welcome to the latest episode of Rob Ryan Red the Wrexham AFC podcast. I'm back again, I'm Rich Fay, joined once again by Nathan Salt as we look ahead to Wrexham's FA Cup adventure. Will the uh, Arch of Wembley await us by the end of it? Who knows? That's the whole point. We can dream still, can't we? Marina Way on Saturday, myself and we will look ahead to that. And we've got a special guest as well who will give us a good insight from both sides of the camp on that one. So Naif, it's been a while. How you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm good. How's the uh, how's the move? I know that was very stressful for you, but uh, we, we managed to plough on in your absence. Uh, I felt a bit odd doing the intro last week, which felt a bit strange. Normally, you throw it to me. But no, I'm good, Rich. I, I had a you know, weekend off, didn't we? So, uh, a chance to do other things other than, than stress about Wrexham on a Saturday. But yeah, this week's a big one, isn't it? Up for the Cup. And, and I was looking through, as we'll get on to later, our kind of fourth qualifying round record. And yeah, uh, yeah, you might not be in for the most straightforward of games when you go Marine at the weekend. No, exactly. Yeah, I'm one of those lucky
1: 350 who managed to get a ticket, managed to overcome this ticketing fiasco, as it were, but I'm sure we'll get onto that in a bit. But yeah, I'm, one of the best things about moving out or moving flat for me is that I've got to to adjust the office a bit and now I've got my Rex and Prince in prime condition and in prime Ooh, positions lovely. as well. So maybe there'll be a little picture of the setup in the, in, the, in the weeks ahead once I can get it all sorted. I do think that eventually... I need to get like a Wrexham signed shirt or something framed on the wall. Mm. I'm just trying to think which one. And the problem is like all my favourite retro ones and vintage ones, I just want to wear them. So I'm yeah. not really sure what yeah. to do, but who knows? Hopefully this will be like the promotion season get it signed by the players or something and have that. But it's difficult, isn't it? Because you're always sort of cashing in that the best is yet to come. And I don't want to sort of, for me, it's difficult as well having a shirt from an era when I wasn't even born. Do you know what I mean? Like it, they're beautiful yeah. kits and stuff, but they don't really have nice. as much sentimental value to me because sure. I can't say I was invested. So yeah.
2: Sure, as That's... we said it as we said in that in that Louis Mott podcast, which go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But the sort of the Dennis the Menace the Centenary kit obviously holds for myself and and you, and you as well, Rich. That, that that shirt holds some meaning because it was you know we were following Wrexham a lot that season and we able to go to a lot of games. It's only natural that. You know, shirts from a different era, as nice as they are, and kind of as retro as they are, they don't they don't hold the same the same weight. Obviously, no. To, to I mean, mine's
1: Elliot Durrell match worn, as I like to <laughs> sort of uh, bring out. So yeah, I didn't have to wash any sweat off it or anything. It was it was pristine condition. It was uh it was perfect. But uh, yeah, FA Cup this weekend. It's one of those weird ones, isn't it? Because we have such a rich vein of history in the FA Cup, and you know, we're our team. It's synonymous with. Upsets, you know, primarily people say, you know, Arsenal, but. You think of Borough, you think of West Ham, you know, there's so many other happy memories as well of watching the club. And, you know, in in the recent years as well, we had that game against Newport where if we would have won that, we would have played Leicester City at home. We had the game Mm -hmm. against Rochdale, I think, where we would have played Newcastle at home if we would have won that. So we could have had two extra big cup ties in recent years that we've been robbed of because we failed in replays for different reasons, despite ironically dominating the first legs or or whatever they are called, of, of both those ties. So, yeah, in recent years, actually, Dave, you, you and myself have been going through the, the recent record, haven't we, before we came on air today? And we're not actually that good since Stoke away, are we, in the Cup? It's been a really odd one because, like I said, we've got this synonymous history, but my God, there's been some horrible, horrible encounters at this stage, particularly as well in recent years.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you look back in terms of, you know, the last five years before this, this, this coming one against Marine, you think, you know, we've had, what was it, four games, of the four of the ties have been settled at home. And you think, you know, all the ones, if I, if I look at 2015, Rich, if I take you all the way back to October 24th, 2015. Now, what I will do as well, caveat this to say that I'll put out this graphic that I made on social so you can kind of digest it that way as well. But if I take you back then, Rich, a home game, and we lose 1-0. I was 1-0. at this one as well. You were at this one. We, we lost yeah. 1-0 to Gainsborough Trinity. Now, that was no doubt their revenge for uh, our kind of FA Trophy exploits a few years earlier. But, yeah, that that was a particularly damaging one, and then, and then one that you were behind the microphone for a year later. So we've been burned at home against Gainsborough Trinity in the fourth qualifying round. A year later, we have a replay against Stamford. Again, was expected to go through well. that one expected funny, to come through that
1: a slight i don't know if it's a funny story or whatever but stanford at home no stanford away yeah. was the first leg. away yeah and yeah. sean harad scored from what i remember and right. i was asked to provide the match tweets for that match like the social media updates but mm. i wasn't at the match and right. bbc radio wales didn't have any commentary of the match it was only geraint i think who could go to the game and being the absolute hero he is, he had to do the match report, had to interview the players and stuff, had to do everything. It was a one-man show because a we just we, we just couldn't get people there. You know, it was voluntary, and mm. you know, obviously, what a man as well. Yeah, well, what I've said a it before, hero. but what what a hero! Um, the, the club wouldn't be here without him. He's an absolute legend, and he. I know we talk about Joey Jones deserves a statue or a stand named after him, whatever. Garrett Parry, as well, he deserves to be seriously recognized as well because he's been an unsung hero throughout this. But so he he was at Stanford away by himself, just doing the dirty work because you know he's just he puts him he puts the club before himself all the time. He's just that's what that's what he does. What a man! So he was doing all that. I was having to live tweet the match from my bedroom, (laughs) having to listen into it, thankfully, because it was FA Cup. There were like two uni students who would just tweet right. saying, We're doing live commentary of the game on Saturday. So I was having to listen to their biased, and no offense, it was pretty crap commentary of the game. Right, right. And then sort of do tweets and stuff around that. But because it was FA Cup, I think maybe it was at Emirates at the time, they'd provided like a multimedia platform for all teams to use. So if a goal goes in, you've got to log in, make the graphic using their software, download it, and like tweet it out. So it was an absolute farce, to be honest. Yeah, but
2: what a nightmare that sounds like. But anyway, so we—that we, was so the home Garen, And then yeah, Garen's chasing around to get the game at Stanford. Then we come back. So we've got the draw, disappointed, but we've got another chance to sort of rectify it. We play Stanford at home, October eighteenth, the famous night for the wrong reasons, October eighteenth, twenty sixteen. It goes to extra time, Rich. You're you're putting in the overtime behind the microphone on commentary. It was a really and
1: sunny day from what I remember as well, that one. It was one of those days where if anyone who s- sits sort of in the paddock or whatever, you have the sunset just coming, creeping into your eyes and it's blinding you by the end of it. And yeah, this was managerless for Ex and Back as well at this point in time. Um,
2: it so didn't yeah, we end. it wasn't It wasn't kind of always sunny by the end. I know you think it was <laughs> it always sunny, always but, sunny. but it, it, it wasn't sunny by the end. It was a... Now, this is Dean manage, Keats' yeah.
1: um, caretaker manager vibe, so that, that's what it yeah, was. I the, think we were two nil down we got it back to two one and then jordan evans scored with like the last kick of the game to get extra time and it was like oh god we've got a wave one here at least we'll win it in in extra time just get through look forward mm-hmm. to the cup run that's all that matters and then yeah i seem to remember someone scored like a really good free kick or something and to knock
2: us out but yeah stanford was a horrible horrible game so you think back-to-back defeats there, and the, so we haven't made the first round in, in 2015, 16, and 2016, 17. So then you think luck has to change. Now we get through to 2017, 18, and we had that period where any time we would go to Filed, what's that stadium called? Something. Um, Field, the Brexit or, Arena or something, isn't it? I can't I remember. <laughs> not, we'll go with that. But every Lots time right wingers we playing for them. Every, every every time we went to Filed, um, we we would just we we would. Play terribly. It was when they had Danny Rowe, and they would always just do a number on us. I don't know what it was. Whenever we went there, we were just awful. And we go there in the cup, and I, I remember just thinking, "I, I, we're, we're sort of living on a prayer here." I don't know why. I just thought we, we we never win here. And true, you know, true to the record, we we lost one nil. So three straight fourth qualifying round defeats, and and then and then you know a year later we we'll get a draw at Harrogate, and I'm just thinking we're we're cursed getting out you know since that stoke run which was so I hate, incredible can
1: i just say this as a pet peeve as well mm. i despise getting a team from your own league in the cup it just kills oh. all the fun like i just I, it just bores me beyond belief i think mm. it um i get it happened the other way though when we got was it the fa trophy or was it the fa cup in when we got the stoke game did we play gateshead or someone or older shot or someone we beat someone who were better than us at the time and i thought from their point of view that it was a quirk but i just despise getting a team in your own division i just can't get excited for that
2: mm, it, it it there's no there's no like novelty aspect to it either you know like say this uh, you know with the marine game there's lots of excitement and new ground for plenty marine obviously shot to fame last year when they played tottenham Mourinho's tottenham of all teams uh, and you know, there's a, a bit, bit of the cup feel to it and it, well, definitely loads of the cup feel to it and, and as we'll hear in the interview later on there, there's plenty of kind of, um, kind of anticipation for that game but you know say we'd have drawn Bromley or you know kind of um, we'd have drawn I don't know Chesterfield again just, just like think, that I think yes solely it would have yeah
1: it would have I mean, just I went been Chesterfield away in the cup as well when we um, drew one all I think yeah and I and think that was a, 2019, that one. Yeah, Sean and Pearson cleared the ball off the line. It's one of my favourite Sean Pearson moments <laughs> where he chased back and cleared the ball just off the line. I was thinking that's gonna be it when we get to the third round and play like Chelsea away or something. I'll be able to say, well, it was that Sean Pearson clearance against Chesterfield yeah. that, that set this all up. But yeah, I just I just can't get excited for playing teams in our own division. Maybe that will change when we're in the Premier League and we we look forward to to playing them. But yeah, at this moment in time, it just it just hate. I just don't like it. And the other quirk, like you said, heading into this weekend. The pressure is all on us because we are mm, the big team, absolutely. and again, I just like being the underdog. At the st- Do you know what I mean? That's what the cup's all yeah. about. But the, I, the tragedy is until round three, yeah, know, maybe you can get you know a League One team who are good or whatever. Yeah, and Sunderland
2: it, couldn't you or Portsmouth, which would be you know Fratton Park Stadium or like something like that. I think it'd be a good day out. Um, and you think that you know so Portsmouth, for example, have got American owners. You can imagine our owners particularly keen on that one, given inner circle sports who helped the takeover sorted both deals um and so you know there'd be there'd be a lot of similarities i just think a defeat in the cup always stings a lot more because it's almost it's a bit like when you it's a bit like why people are obsessed with transfers so much it's because you're buying into potential so in the cup you're you're buying into the potential of a you know because imagine your job cover you know manchester evening news imagine Wrexham got drawn at home to Man United, or or got drawn at home to Man City. It'd be unbelievable, you know. It'd be like a, a one of the best draws they've had in a, in a long, long time. You're buying into that as a, or yeah. you know, will you get a trip to the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, or will you get a trip to Saint James's Park? You know, the Saudis uh, and Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> and uh, you know, you're kind of buying into into what maybe. And, and exactly, it's, say- that, it's that belief, isn't it? It's like Christmas—you
1: mm. you don't know what's going to be under the tree, do you? Have you got coal or have you got an Xbox? Who knows what? Who knows what's <laughs> there? And even like—we've well, had two, plenty of coal. We've had plenty we've of coal a, of, yeah, in the we're years. Not Wales, yeah. aren't we? It's the coal—it's a absolute yeah. coal hotspot. But the, the other thing is, like, my friend, and I know he's been on the podcast once, Joe Bray—he supports Oldham. And two years ago, despite all their on-field and off-field troubles and being a crap League Two team. They went to Fulham away. Fulham were in the Premier League, and they won. And even though it's been horrible for him being an Oldham fan the last, you know, ten years or basically his whole life, he he remembers those games. He remembers Oldham knocking Liverpool out of the cup because they they what you might they what live on for years and years Mm. and decades and decades. And the fact we still talk about Arsenal, the fact people still talk about ninety seven, you know, Birmingham away, West Ham, it's because those memories are beyond anything. They're not only amazing footballing days, but they're social days. They are huge moments in the history of Wrexham as a town, as a place, and as North as a people. They are just massive days in your life, and that's what we need back, and having a good cup run, you know, can really get that excitement back in, and I know we've mentioned Louis Moult already, but he said, didn't he, in his podcast, which you can go back and listen to if you've not already, Rob Brown Red speaks to Louis Moult for well over an hour. He said that the anniversary season, the club targeted a really good cup run because they knew how important that was for the sort of marketing, but also for celebrating the year. And when we think back to the 150th anniversary, yes, we think of disappointment, but it's got a trip to Wembley and it's got Stoke away in it which are two of my favourite memories, even if they both didn't end end as we wanted. But that's what matters, really. And I think back to the seasons after them, like between sort of 16 and 19, those seasons sort of merge into nothingness for me.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. They
1: all were sort of the same in a way. I know we had one where we got to the playoffs and that was a bit different. But all in all i don't have any sort of standout moments other than the salford win really it's, it's,
2: yeah that's it like i didn't go to the salford win so for me i I can't i remember listening to it and following it but i can't claim that as a, an experience There's the reason why i talk about brighton so much is that you know for me and my dad that was one of the best days we've had you know total you know the massive trip on the on the coaches you know the the ante- and it felt like we'd won when we came back i know that, and people say oh that you know It's, you know, we we only drew, but it honestly felt like a win when when we came out of there and Chislevich who we've had on the pod as well. You can go back to that as our first guest, actually, now we're on episode, what is was this, 37? Yeah, Um,
1: and my dad as well, he speaks about going with my late uncle to watch Wrexham versus Newcastle in 1978 mm -hmm. and just saying how mental that was and how that's just one of, you know, in his lifetime, that is one of just the days out that sticks out the most, watching Wrexham versus Newcastle in the Cup because... That, that, those well, could things you, don't happen. Could, don't you Wrexham, happen. Could,
2: could you imagine Wrexham against New? New oh, what you say, Newcastle? Did you say? Yes. New, yeah. Imagine Wrexham Newcastle in the cup now would be unbelievable. Kind of the battle of the, the good versus evil owners. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 one of them where you know you just always dreaming of a really massive tie, and think we're coming up to thirty years since the Arsenal game in ninety two, and you just think. Could you imagine? You know, the likelihood of it happening is 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 slim to none. But well, not none, but it's very very slim. But could you imagine? Wrexham get get to the third round, get drawn at home to Mikel Arteta's Arsenal on the thirtieth anniversary weekend. I think it you know, that that itself, would be, it? Um, yeah. I mean, that would be phenomenal. You just think of the the people that would be able to relive that. I was speaking to someone the other day, that was telling me that Ian Wright can still recall being in the stands. He was in at the race course he wasn't playing that day but he remembers oh, being yeah, the in Arsenal, stands and, the Arsenal point of view they have um, certain
1: vivid memories of that game don't they oh yeah, yeah massively how much it Seaman them. in
2: goal and you know Merson was in midfield there Seaman in goal I'm sure we'll do a big thing on that and I, I'm in the process of speaking to various people for a big long read on that um coming up to the anniversary so that should be good Rich lots of different voices and perspectives um, but we've got to get but, there first haven't we and we, have, we tragedy, have we've got, got, got to get past Marine weekend. yeah got to get past Marine and, and you're I mean I'm sure you're excited yeah,
1: I can't wait. I mean, particularly being sort of Manchester-based at the moment, the amount of away days to go to are slim to none already, aren't they? I mean, Stockport I couldn't couldn't do because I had, I had to go to Watch United that day. Um, Solihull was the first day of the season. I was in Scotland when tickets went on sale for that, so I missed, missed the chance to go to that as well. So in, when you look at the actual sort of away days that are left and manageable to do, there's not many available and... I always like a trip to Merseyside anyway. You know, the transport links particularly make it very handy as well. But I just can't wait. Yeah, I think it's a great ground to go to. You know, it's going to be really interesting to, as a sort as, like I said, as a complex because we go into it as the heavy favourites. And I know mm-hmm. that since the takeover, there's been that shift in expectation, but... It's it's odd that Wrexham are in a cup competition where we are the heavy favourites. You know it doesn't always happen, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it, it ends well either. So, yeah, I'm really excited to go. It's a real privilege to be one of the lucky 350 You got a ticket. Um, while we're on this, you know the ticketing issue is yeah. shambolic. It's a fiasco, but the club have put an advert out saying they want to address this. You know they've those job adverts that go out. It's because they know it needs to be improved and. I don't know how to do it. I think before we came on air, we said, didn't we, there's a fairer way of doing it. And I think, okay, I probably might not have got a ticket, but maybe a ballot for games like this. I mean, give it a day where season ticket holders can apply for a ticket and then draw it out of a hat, you know, do a literally do a ballot and see who gets them and who doesn't. Surely that's a fairer way rather than first yeah. come, first serve, because I'm lucky that I work from home. So when it got to 9am on Monday... I could just refresh my web browser and and you know almost by default be amongst the. Uh, you, were really very, because...
2: you were very jittery, weren't you? Because it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't. Uh, you didn't have your membership number, but no. It, in all seriousness, um, you know it, it it isn't right now, is it? Going into October, I think if you're still having these problems in in late August, maybe the first week of September, you'd say right, fine. But we've got through what would have been ten games of the season now, home and away. I, I just think there's there's still too many too many people are having the same problem. Yeah, and I don't exactly. know if it's a, you know, someone said didn't they that they could sell tens of thousands of tickets for Liam Gallagher through yeah um, Liam through Gallagher Ticketmaster, sold a but, of a million
1: didn't he with yeah
2: no, through Ticketmaster right, so I'd, what seems like no issues and that, that's what I'd like mm, to know.
1: Just come out and say, is this a Ticketmaster Ma- Master issue or is this a club yeah. issue? Um, yeah. get, just have a bit more of a conversation, really, and address it, you know, publicly say, sorry, it didn't work how it was meant to happen. This is what we're doing to try and address it. It's the silence which doesn't sit right with fans, really. Yeah. And, you know, I. you see some fans saying, you know, I went to this game back in XX or whatever. I've not missed games for this long. And, you know, that is a tragedy. But I don't think you can give special treatment to people who've been there for X amount of time. Obviously, their support is massively appreciated, but I don't think we can be in a position where you value other people's support or pedigree no, no, over I'm, I'm with other you. people who want to go to a match because I, at the end I mean, of the day from, we all yeah. support Wrexham, don't we? Yeah. So we should all from ha- Max, by that
2: definition have the equal right to watch the club. F- from my bias perspective, because like I say I, I mainly get to go to the away games, just being based down south, a lot of the games are down there. You know, I, I wouldn't be, I mean it, again it would suit me perfectly so it's obvious why I would want it but I do think that if we go up or something like that that, that there would be benefits to an away scheme where you know you can gather points whether you know and if you're a season ticket holder and you also go away that can act as a priority you know in terms of if you'd have been to say Eastleigh this season uh, when i spoke to my dad about this the, the down the downfall of that idea of having a scheme where if you go to these games you get so many points is that people may buy tickets to claim the points to then sell the ticket I, you know I, there's obviously loopholes in in exactly. kind of every and scenario. I think there's so, also the the fact but they do that exist higher up, you know. Yeah, they, they do, do exist. But things. I also
1: think for a club like us, there's there's a few maybe a handful of times a season when it would become when that would be necessary, but for most games it wouldn't. And lots of people, you know, we're a working class town. People don't all have Saturday three PMs off, do they? And yeah, again, yeah. A lot of our supporters can't maybe even physically get there. You know, maybe they need Special access, or they need mm. carers with them, or some people are who, who might be elderly can't go on away days. They can't sort of afford to go on a coach for six, seven hours, and you know that's understandable yeah. as well. So it is a really tricky one. I don't think there is a clear
2: answer, which is you know something that does make it more. Like, really there's no clear answer when there's 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 no clear answer when there's three hundred and fifty tickets to no ballot has you know, to come into it rather than yeah.
1: first up, and the other thing as well, like we said there's no clear answer but there's a clear way to go about it and it's communication from the club who just hold their hands up say this was the problem this is why it didn't work and address it properly i know they've set that email where you can send if you've had any issues to the club Um, this is what how you raise your concerns or whatever which you know we need to have that communication it's something that has to improve but i do think the club just need to say sorry really say this has happened Mm. time and time again this is why it's happening you know don't treat the fans like the just anonymous you know people who maybe won't understand it anyway even if we don't understand it just just say why just say d- technical difficulties mm. say whatever it is but you know i think there just needs to be more, be more transparency really
2: well on that note there i mean it's oof, that's kind of uh that was a very frustrating period i know that that morning was you know twitter was very kind of buzzing as was facebook lots of disappointment and uh, natural you know i i I'm not going to marine, but I I fully, you know, kind of respected the process. You know, I'm not a season ticket holder. Both my parents are. And so, you know, good luck to everyone who got the tickets. Enjoy it. I will be tuned in and listening. And fingers crossed, we we, we don't sort of fall on the banana skin that's laying right there for us. Um, And so this week, I, as we alluded to earlier on, I uh, gave a call to David Raven. Who actually came up on the James Jennings podcast recently? Raven spent about a few months, less than six months, I would say, with Wrexham after he left Inverness Caledonian Thistle. Played a handful of games and and yeah and and has fond memories of the club and you know when I was racking my brains of have Wrexham got anyone who played for us and played for Marine, uh, this was the only name that I could find. So yeah, let's see what David had to tell me. What it means for Marie, like another big
3: game really for Marie, not against Jose's Tottenham, but um, you know, a kind of still, still a decent tie, a big big crowd, yeah. you know, big record yeah. crowd in every thirty years or whatever. So, um, yeah. just just keen to get your view on on that Atherton Collieries, um kind of replay. You you play a hundred minutes in that, and and it goes right yeah. down to the wire
4: oh it was it was just a hammer and song, one of them games and it was one of them where if they'd have won and you just hold hands up and say like well played it we could have gone either way Do you know it was just such a good such a good cup tie both legs um and we nicked it in the end probably um I haven't seen it again but probably quite unjust justly with a penalty decision in the last minute um from where I was standing it didn't look like a penalty uh, but we got the decision and slotted it away and you take it you take your look when you get it and um, oh yeah what a tie it was and you know fair play to them um, they're like they're, they're a good side well managed well coached uh, and it was yeah Hammer and Tollen Cup tie really good and to get the win in the last minute you think yes, yeah, brilliant we just as a you know, there's that buzz again, isn't there, around the, around the place, and it's
3: great. you got another home tie, Wrexham, which is, you know, a lot of attention on Wrexham at the minute, one of your former clubs. I mean, what, was that, what did that mean, sort of, personally, to get that draw, and also just the fact that there'll be such a good crowd there? You know, Maureen saying it'll be probably the biggest crowd in nearly 30 years for them.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's for me personally. It's. It, I mean, it doesn't mean that much to me. If I'm perfectly mm. honest, it's. Um, I'm not going to lie and say like I did mean, I didn't spend years at Wrexham. It was the last six months of me, me football mm. professional career. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I'd have liked to stay longer and um, help the club more, but it wasn't to be. Um, but yeah, it's, obviously i'll see a couple of old faces i'm sure and say hello to them uh and it's just it, it, yeah it's nice to be able to say that i play for both sides it's <laughs> not as you say there's not the list isn't long but um yeah the crowd it's going to be great Wrexham fans are brilliant you know they follow the club they are at the well renowned for being such like brilliant fans aren't they and mm. sticking by the club thick and thin uh so to get that many people in in the uh and the stadium at Marine's gonna be uh, it's gonna be electric. So it'll you... feel like ten thousand, not yeah, two thousand. I'm sure. sure it
3: will, yeah. Really nightmare to get yeah. tickets for Wrexham fans, only three hundred and fifty tickets for Wrexham fans and you know, they were they yeah. be, they've been swallowed up very quickly, uh on well, the morning yeah. they got released. I mean, looking at you know, Wrexham fans won't have been tracking Marine kind of week in, week out, but you look at it and you've made a really good start in the league, got seven wins from nine, won in the FA trophy on penalty, so you doing well in the cups. It's it's not a not gonna be an easy one for for Wrexham is it coming to Marine there's there's a potential for a really good game there again
4: yeah we're going to make it as tough as we possibly can we're under no illusions how good they are Um, you know you go through the List of names they've got on their team, and you know, on paper, it's super, super strong, isn't it? And um, signings you've made as well, you know, you know, it's 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 well documented, all the uh, you know, the the money that that's been pumped into the club, so we're under no illusions what the task is. Um, you know, we are again massive, massive underdogs here, like three divisions between us. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, but we will make a game of it, and we'll fight, and we'll scrap, and we'll play. uh, And we've got heart, we've got character. Um, stuff that you can't buy mm. um, and that's that's where our strength lies and obviously being at being the ground full house, we'd hope that would give us an extra push too but yeah, I'd say we're massive underdogs they're, they're the huge favourites so we're just there to upset the apple cart once again and see what we can do
3: Yeah, that, that's the thing it's like one of the best, best things about Marine last year when got so much publicity and so much press and all the TV cameras was you know, you just were able to upset the apple cart all the way to, to get in against Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. And I know you've said previously that that game, you know, you, it, it was a battering in the end and you don't maybe hold too much to the game. But what was the experience like in terms of what you will have learned from that and just what it did for the community getting that so far in the cup?
4: Well, just, I think you just got to look at the crowds we're getting this year um, and... It just even in the league, uh, you know, we're up to like 900 a 1,000 people coming in just in league games where that was, that's gone up like, I don't know how many percent, but it was like, uh, I don't know, say like 200, 250 people maybe, mm-hmm. so it's gone up three quarters. Um, so, the effect it's had on the, the, the general community has been huge. Uh, the actual ex- experience of it was probably up there with one of the best experiences in football in terms of the cup room. um, just enjoying the whole ride and thinking it was like, it was gone. I mean, especially when you got a year like the pandemic and we're able to play football and everybody's locked in the house. Um, it was really tough for like a lot of people. And I think we just like, just gave a bit of a smile to people's faces. And that was the whole, uh, that was my main sort of feeling from the whole thing. we um, were able to just like provide a bit of a, uh, bit goodness in a bad year really, and uh, and that was that was like proud to be part of that. But yeah, having something come to the ground and seeing them, you know, that those boys, um, yeah, it just gives you a fresh appetite for it again. I, 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 for me personally, I got a fresh appetite for football after that that year. I must admit, mm-hmm. um, really give me a buzz and a love of the game that I thought was was also sort of, sort of, you know sort of pl- disappearing if if you like. Um, so yeah, it was great.
3: Yeah, you you've obviously had career going right up and down the ladder, you know Liverpool and whatnot. But for some of the teammates, the FA Cup is is kind of the the biggest experience they have. I mean, how have you found yeah. being this experienced member of the dressing room? I'm, I'm sure that you know other players look to you to to lean on just to keep their heads in these big games.
4: Yeah, maybe, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um I do speak to a few of them. Um I offer a voice in the changing room, uh I offer a voice in team meetings and uh I speak to the lads personally as well. It's just, just the way I've always done that. Um, you know, I they probably do find it a bit of a comfort having me on the pitch there, knowing, you know, there's a bit of experience there behind us. Because uh, that's obviously the legs aren't what they were, but the head's still there, so I can I can shout and I can talk, I can drag people about. Uh, and that's that's sort of a main strength of mine on on a game day. So, mm. yeah, I'm sure they do uh, find a little bit of comfort in it. Or um, I like to think so.
3: You, anyway. hope, you hope so, yeah. I mean, uh, just a word <laughs> on another familiar face, uh, not so fondly. Uh, Neil Young, who was, was obviously at Chester, Rex on bitter rivals. Just a put a, a word on him in terms of how you found him at Marine. He seems to have done really well there, and he's he's really sort of done a good job in terms of getting the side ready for these these massive matches in the league and the cup. <sighs>
4: Yeah, I, 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 I said it last year and um, I'll say again, I can't speak out more highly of him. He operates uh, at times at a level that would blow most league managers right out of the water. Um, looking at like your your details of preparation when you're going into games, like uh, let's say last year's run for instance, like Havens and Colchester and even Chester, the, the level of detail we go into when we prepare for the games is... Uh, seconds and on and I mean we've got a game on Tuesday uh Rex and I've got four sessions to prepare for us we've got one uh we only we will train Thursday because we play Tuesday um and you know that's that's it really is it's, it's not right but young will do everything he can to make sure like we're prepared for it on that Thursday uh he's he's top joy he really is um I know he had the chance years ago to go full-time and 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 send it down and I, I often wonder what would happen if he did because he's got uh, as a manager like a strong set of, uh, of skills. Uh, so, yeah, I can't
3: speak highly enough of them We were saying before that, you know, when we had James Jennings on recently, that we were talking about yourself and, and your limited time at Wrexham. You, as I say, you only, you only had a sort of handful of games there after joining from Inverness, but what was that experience like in terms of the Wrexham fans at the race course? You know, it is a is a special club that's, that has itself on the rise now with the, with the takeover.
4: It was great. I loved it. It was... Uh... I mean, it, I took a punt coming down here and uh, from that and that's another story. That's a long story but I made my debut at, uh, against Tramia after mm. not well, I had one training session in about four or five weeks so I wasn't <laughs> up to scratch. Went on left back and it was brilliant because obviously Tramia rivals, it was a mm. full house um, and it was absolutely great. Yeah, and We were pushing for promotion and you know, I truly believed it was like the group was good enough to get us over the line and and then one a few, you know, couple of things happen that year where you think, well, you know, this isn't great. It's not going as well as we thought it would. And I was disappointed, in, you know, with the way the season ended because there's change of manager and everything else and um, wheels fell off a little bit, but I really enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, it was good. Familiar face, going back to Merseyside, will be uh, Paul Mullen, who, who started like a you know house on fire at Wrexham. Who are the kind of ones at Marine that you think are the danger men that, that you know, the Rex will have to keep an eye on maybe those that haven't watched Maureen, who are the kind of ones that that stand out for you playing so closely with them?
4: Uh so I mean our, our front three are good, you know, we'll say three there's you can you can uh pick out a few, uh like Neil Kenji, Owen Watkinson, obviously big Niall Cummins, our big mm. main striker, he's always a handful. Uh Lewis Riley, these guys are front um uh Ryan Wignall, these guys are you know they're playing really well they can unlock doors and you know full backs as well they're, they're decent um, good lads go up and down and, and energetic and uh, so but I mean the way we play we just we're organised we, we're energetic we have legs in midfield uh, so we just make it hard for anybody really so it's um, yeah it's just, it should be a good cup tie yeah the, the, yeah.
3: Last, the last one from me then Dave is, is... You know, last year you were flying through the ranks, no pressure, and again there'll be no pressure on you against Wrexham. But have you, are you able to play without any fear in these cup games? You know, is it, that does that then bring out the best in the in the group at Marine.
4: Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say that there's no fear. There's all, I think there always has to be an element of uh, not so much fear, but like mm. nerves and and excitement. Uh, there has to be that because that brings the best. I, I was just thinking, the bigger the occasion, the more. You have to focus and the better you play. That's that's my that's been my sort of experience of of football. Um, and I'm hoping it'll be the same Saturday. It's a big occasion. You know, as long as you're relaxed, as long as you you sort of got that, that uh focus, then yeah, it's, you, I think you do need that element of I wouldn't say fear, but excitement and um yeah, and energy and nerves and stuff to focus your mind. But you you, you like to uh, bring out the best in us. Um and uh, yeah, as I say, obviously the pressure's not on us, but well. it's uh, it still is. As people are still expecting a, a cup upset from from last, uh, obviously from what happened last year. So
3: yeah, well uh, you know oh, I wish you all wish you all the best, and uh, hopefully that one training session uh, doesn't do you too much damage. Hopefully it's all good. Cheers. Yeah, Thanks no so worries. Lot. Cheers.
2: Thanks a lot. And as as you can see, Rich, I mean he is kind of very excited as is the Marine dressing room about the potential for another kind of banana skin. He said in in that clip there that, you know, they're ready to upset the apple cart again. And I also thought it was really interesting that he said, you know, they're playing a game on Tuesday against kids Grove. And so they will only have probably one training session on the Thursday to prepare for Wrexham, whereas Wrexham will have all week again, just sort of building up that pressure on Wrexham because, because it is that there's no pressure on Marine really. To, oh God, to, no. To go out and beat Wrexham.
3: No,
1: exactly. They just want to spoil the party and they can really play to that sort of stat- status. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the beauty of the FA Cup is we, you know, on Saturday will be the team that everyone wants to see lose... And then when it gets to this, you know, the second round or third round, will be the team everyone wants to see win because we'll be the underdogs who are hopefully left in the competition. So it's one of those quirks where, you know, a team quickly becomes, goes from sort of villain to hero, you know, so, so rapidly. So yeah, it's a lot of pressure. We always talk, don't we, on the podcast, that whenever Wrexham are, are favorites to win a match, we inevitably don't quite perform well. <laughs> when there's a big crowd, it doesn't well, quite we're not work. Well, on TV out, at least. So. So I think the interesting TV. thing is. Particularly, you know, Parkinson's own sort of pedigree and cup competitions. Of course, he was in charge of Bradford City when they knocked Chelsea out. That was Jose Mourinho's, I think, first competitive home defeat in two spells at Chelsea. They were 2 0 no down and 4 2. That um, was unbelievable, yeah. Carabao Cup final with Bradford City when they obviously got thumped by Swansea in the final, but they knocked Villa out in the semis. Bradford City got to the League Cup final to Parkinson. You know, yeah, we have every right to dream of a proper cup run this season. Mm. But like I say, ultimately I think it comes down to the squad, and I was playing around with this in my head. Like I can see that we have to rotate a bit, give some players a, a game because we have got a very big squad. I was about but to ultimately, ask you that. Yeah. The go players on. haven't played for so long, so there's no reason to rest them. Really, is there? I mean, I still expect it to be near enough a strong squad, but maybe four, five changes.
2: I you know on FanHub, it is counting the FA cut rich so I did have a play around with the team and I debated a back and forth you know does he try he won't try but does he try a back four you know, does I think he try this something else chance to change to try a new yeah. formation because I, I don't it think he will under
1: Chesterfield though
2: it, it worked it looked I know much better. I know but I I, mm, I I don't I don't think he will I think he'll again go with the three this is the team I've gone with Rich. Again, I'll post this team. We can we can share your one as well when you when you've done it. I went with um, Rob Leighton in goal. I assume he'll play Dibble, um, but I, I did go with Um uh, I've got wing backs of I've gone with three five two again. I've got wing backs of Hosanna and Green. I've put Cam Green in. You know Jamie record injury didn't look too nice, and I think it's just a perfect opportunity to to play Green. You know he must be chomping at the bit to, to get a bit of action and you know against lesser opposition he could have a field day i've gone with the back three of Sean brisley you know it's got to be time to to p- p- put him in now i mean they may say the surface isn't right for him but he's got to play sooner or later and then i've gone with tozer and hayden you know they need to get minutes playing together they yeah they, need, can't, they you know they need that, a partnership been,
1: been a bit of an issue for me hasn't it it's the fact that we've got the players but they're not maybe used to playing together yet
2: yeah so that's why that's why i would i would play um, Tozer and Hayden, and I would play Brizzly, Um, and yeah, then I've gone with Davis, Jones, who else have I got, James Jones, and Dan Redmond? Jarvis, I've got in no, there, okay. no, I put Dan Jarvis, but I, again, you know, some would say, well, you know, that, that's that's making too many changes, she'll play Macalindon and then I've actually gone, as much as I love the and hyde partnership, I've gone, I've given Angus a start, again, just to freshen it up, really, um. Yeah. It's it's nothing against you know I would play Jake Hyde my strongest eleven, I would play Harry Lennon again. But I just think, you know, we've got to we've got to use the squad, haven't we? Or do we not have to? And do we just go with you know with Kevin? Cam- yeah, Cam- of our strongest potential eleven.
1: Yeah, like you said, I think it is. Well, like I said, sorry, it's four or five changes for me. And you've got to have that core. And the thing is that if you're a team who wins every week, you can afford to have that confidence and change things up. But we've not had consistency at all, so I don't see it as a like a rip up and and put this new eleven out or whatever because that's just mm. not that's just not the answer. And then if you make that many changes changes anyway, then what does that say for the next game? Because you've then got yeah. an eleven who never played together who are confident and have the momentum. I think so you've what, just got to have consistency. In? Who do you put in? I think in there's then, maybe who? just a change up top because I mean I got FIFA twenty two this week, so I've been doing my own <laughs> Rex and career mode, and I'm just like. I have the same sort of issue. Like, how do I give minutes to everyone? Because, you know, you've got Bickerstaff, you've got Ponticelli, you've got Angus, you've got Redmond, McAlinden. It's difficult because there, are, there's lots of players who are kind of similar. Mm. Mullen, do you risk him from the start? Or do you just keep him on the bench and hope he changes the game, perhaps? I think that maybe it's, that's what I yeah. do,
2: although I am... I am You'd imagine just, he's chomping at the bit back on Merseyside to kind of give it a go though, again. you know what I mean I get yeah, that that's but, not a necessary reason to play him but it's yeah do, do you take him out when he's probably our most informed player I, I don't really you know I, I'd I think probably if, go if for we, like
1: maybe like Hyde and Angus from the start and have Mullen yeah, on the bench Yeah, as much, but they're the very similar they're,
2: they're very similar players Hyde and Angus both want to play on the shoulder of the last defender and I think they're a, a, an in and out for each other. I actually think, that, yeah, you know, maybe, no, maybe hide like Pontacelli or something. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. I I think that the, the midfield again is the one where that you know that first half against Chesterfield, without going back over it and dragging ourselves over hot coal again. This is a perfect opportunity to just try something else in the midfield. Do, do you play? I I mean, in my team, I, I had what Davis else we as well. Though, and we had no, this conversation I, I, this on one, WhatsApp yeah. this week that
1: it makes the decision not to sign Dean Furman that bit more yeah. peculiar because yes he wouldn't be playing every week but we obviously passed on him because we thought we had someone else lined up Callum guy probably which hasn't come off but now we're left really short in the field because well we've not yeah, really got we also i don't we know, also passed like, up
2: on, we also passed up on him because it it was what i was told it was it was a decision between Dave Jones or himself, it was an either-or rather than yeah. both, you know, yeah, were, which, yeah, as you much know, as they were looking the for someone time, else. Yeah, but... yeah, and, and and so you're looking at it and say, well, you went with Dave Jones. I mean, well, with all due respect to Dave Jones, what's his contribution been on the pitch so far? He got sent off against Woking, wasn't it? He scored a world at Solihull. And, 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 yeah, he scored a world at Solihull. Don't get me wrong. That, that, I think that will probably be the goal of the season. I, I struggle to see anything that beats that. Just pure technique and everything about me, it though, against Dachlan was oh that I, I, was still think, I, I still think i still think that, that that'll be up there but i still think yeah. that you're gonna you'll be hard pressed to push me on that but you know dave jones what i'm saying on the pitch i think yeah i think i think his impact has been next to none really apart from that Solihull goal and so i look at it and go I'm, I'm i feel like i'm forcing dan Jarvis into this team but i'm thinking against sort of lower up lower ranked opposition can you put davis as a as a CDM get him in there as, well, not CDM but you know this kind of the system where we're playing two sitters and one forward I, I don't know can you do that or, or do you keep Redmond in there keep the faith with him it, it's really tricky I, don't yeah. know what like. I think
1: I, I mean, Redmond the person I was sat next to at, at Chesterfield absolutely slated him said so he didn't know what he did he was the worst player on the pitch but I, I do buy into the fact that Redmond was bad hear me out here let's try defend him right. somehow turn it into positive he was thrown under the bus being played is the holding midfielder, which I can't really ever remember watching him do, and the whole team played crap. Mm. And there was a lot of focus for a player who had, who was low on confidence, low on match time anyway, to be thrown into that scenario. To me, it was just a hospital pass. You know, There was no way it was ever going to end well. So I think Redmond, I'd like to see him play again just because... Okay, I'm not saying he's the answer, but I think that we've got to try build the confidence up in him and just see what he's mm. like because, like I said, it's always that difficulty where a player who's on the periphery is either thrown into games that don't suit them or they're thrown into games where the team's playing badly anyway and the expectation is go on and change the game and they don't and they get punished I mean,
2: for that. It's just, it's yeah. difficult. I, I mean, I, I'm of the opinion that I don't think so far this season, I don't think a midfielder has put together a string of games that has impressed i think I'm, you could I'm look at, you know luke, luke young who? you know luke young got criticized but i actually think his stock will elevate while yeah. he's out of the team because i think people realize that oh right he he wasn't the problem and you look at james jones i don't think has has hit the level that i'm sure we know he can hit you know he was operating at a very good level in league 1 and so far in a midfield that isn't working
1: is in general from the games we've played so far this season, I can't remember sort of that many commanding midfield performances anyway, just from individuals, where I've said, oh, he's been man of the match or he's been up there from a midfielder as such. I can maybe remember a couple, but it's always sort of been the defence do well, knock it along, and then Mullen scores.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that would please me most at Marine, I'm sure I'll you know be onto to you at the full-time whistle regardless of the result, but I think a clean sheet would be massive. Um, you know, just because sort of at the minute we, we, I just want that defense to just come away with a shutout, and we've we've had a couple, but I feel like some of those have felt very fortuitous. You know, the the end of the Woking game when they felt like they should have had a penalty and was an absolute. We rode our luck in that one as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you think, well, on another day that they, they scored two or three, older shot. We looked good, but I mean, that was not really saying much. They were terrible. And and so you know you just want um uh, you know what what we need now is Aaron Hayden it looks like Aaron Hayden Bentoza and uh Harry Lennon are the go to defenders I mean we haven't seen Sean Brisley yet I would play Brisley against Marine um yeah just I was Brizley signed but I was it's, yeah
1: it's really yeah it's a really odd one that but like I said I think he is fourth choice as things stand when he's when yeah, he's fully fit I think so. and yeah. you know I think maybe. You know, it's difficult but i think cuz of lennon's fitness issues that maybe those mm. two are the interchangeable ones and a, but... and
2: a word on a word on max clowert as well rich a new three year deal i mm, uh, push recently. it to the max so, that's what i was going to yeah, tweet and... but I, i'd
1: left it too late <laughs> and i thought it was just I, weird
2: I, uh, I you know what i'm 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 delighted for him i think he's earned it you know i think he he could easily have buckled couldn't he after after being beaten in the air in, in that notts county game you know he was pinpointed as at fault for that for that carl wooden goal but Clearly, he's impressed Phil Parkinson, and, and Parkinson's always speaking very highly of him, and and always sort of has him in and around the squad and all all the team, even though he's not going to play every week, but behind a, a Ben Tozer or, or an Aaron Hayden or even a Harry Lennon, but yeah, you know, he's more than proven himself that he can step up, and and is a is someone that the youth players can look to as someone who's made the grade and and, and made it all the way through.
1: Yeah, exactly, and you know, strangely enough, considering we've had you know sort of a rich pedigree of youth players a lot a longer years it's always annoyed me in recent years that they've not really had a chance. You look at Jordan Davis, the fact he had to leave before he came back. You had you know, Johnny Smith, who's now a Football League player who never really got a, a look in either here. And the amount of players who just haven't had that backing. And for, you know, for Max, he just needs that longevity and that trust from the club. And it just sets a good precedent because now that we've got the money, you've got to have that pathway between the academy and the first team. Because if there's actual players... Like Matt Clareworth and you know Jake Bickerstaff who were involved, you know, and Austin as well, who were involved in the first team setup, then that's why you won't lose players at a young age, because they don't have as much of a reason to leave Wrexham as an area because in the past there was never any chance of them breaking through into the first team. Okay, we had Robbie Evans who's a bit of an exception to that one, but there just never seemed like there was that sort of genuine belief that a good young player would get their chance, which I think is changing now, and Obviously, you don't just hand places out just for the sake of it. But just to have those actual real-life relatable role models is huge. And it's huge not just for now, but for securing the top talent in the years to come. So, yeah, that is one one massive positive. And, yeah, you know, pressure's off Max. He's already done so much more than many people expected. He's got this free year deal. Let's hope he... Even just becomes a decent squad player or whatever, I'd be very happy with that. But he's he has got those technical attributes. He needs to work on the physicality. He knows that himself. But he's playing in the national league. It's it's brutal out there. We we see Bentoza, who bad. won League Two last season, struggle at times in this league. And you know, just let him have some time, ease the pressure. But yeah, I'm very happy I, th-
2: I think one. he'll be I think he'll be in the mix, you know, he'll, he'll be pushing for a place at Marine no doubt and and like I say, I think changes are inevitable even with the week off. I I think that that is interesting that you know, we've had so much time to prepare. It was nice to see a long throw work for Toza against uh against Chesterfield and you'd hope that in this time off that players are, are well rested and they've had a chance to work on things because I think what He hasn't said it himself yet, but I think what will have shocked Parkinson in a way is just the relentlessness of essentially coming back and two to London Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, whether you're going Eastleigh or Grimsby or Bromley or, you know, Aldershot, all these other games, you know, gonna have to play Aldershot on a Tuesday night after that got postponed. So, you know, a rare week off, which everyone will get because of the one less team, but, you know, we need to take advantage of it, don't we? And, and I'll be absolutely devastated if we're not in the in the, in the the pot for that first round draw. I love the draw, Rich. I love watching it on the TV and just seeing all the numbers. And they say Wrexham, my ball number, say 29. And you see so-and-so, you'll say, oh, Sunderland have come out. And you say, oh, um, you know, and then you're waiting to see 29. Or And I also never know, throw, throw this to you before we wrap it up, I also never know when I get into the first round, because you said about, you know, that it doesn't really get exciting until the third round. You know, th- First and second round. Are you just looking for the easiest opponent possible? Or do you yeah. think? Well, I mean, you I, know, I, I think this is a boy podcast. But after we've got past
1: Marine, because we might have egg on our faces. Sure, sure. in my dream, it sort of goes: beat Marine fourth qualifying round. First round, you knock out one of the last remaining minnows, whoever they might be. Um, second round, you beat. Either a, a League Two team who's got absolutely no form, or you know you, you beat someone mm. who who's in your own division anyway, and then third, you just get you know Arsenal away and you knock them out, and that's yeah. it really. It's as simple yeah. as that. What but, a Jordan um, Davis free kick!
2: In yeah, front but of then the you also
1: end, get yeah. that sort of you get that sort of question, don't you? Would you rather risk you know potentially getting someone good in the third round, or get like a guaranteed like you said Sunderland or Portsmouth in, in round two? Yeah. and you know, that still is a massive tie and that would be a great occasion, particularly if it was the Kairaas, you know. I just want us to have a memorable cup run and just to have that pride because it can be the catalyst for change in a a whole season. It can really spark that belief into a team. And at the moment, I think that's what it is. We've all been rejuvenated in our pride for North Wales, our pride from being from Wrexham. You know, it's something you say with pride, and rightfully so at the moment. But we just want to have that sort of belief on the pitch as well that, that matches it off the pitch because you know anyone who works for a Wrexham fan at the moment will say we're pretty arrogant we're pretty cocky at the moment and I want to be able to back it up with a performance on the pitch but yeah roll on Marine.
2: Big week Rich enjoy yourself Um well you know I, I'm also interested I'll, I'll put it out on, on Twitter Uh when was the last time Wrexham won a fourth qualifying round away from the race course um uh, it's quite a while so have a think if you can remember the game let us know at rob brian red on twitter if you want to email us you can uh rob brian red at gmail.com nothing else to say rich just enjoy marine take lots of photos uh hopefully you're celebrating three points and then hopefully we're, we're, we're planning a big trip for round one uh fingers crossed Back the boys, and the 350 making plenty of noise.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go.